Who's going to keep calling us out? That's right. Ugh. There we are. Hey, that was actually pretty quick on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you, YouTube. Uh, demonetized right off the bat. Thank you, Rhett. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, the live show that doesn't care how many subscribers you have. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 225, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for watching on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, sometimes some Star Trek. All Super Chats are read on the show, so long as they will not permanently demonetize my channel. Uh, we do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat, and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there. Couldn't have said it better myself. You probably could have. <laughs> Never. I don't know why I write these tongue twisters sometimes. It, it's just the style of writing that I do. Yeah, it's more fun. It is. You know? It is. Oh, Keep right. Keep you on your toes. Oh, it's going to be a good show. Uh, how can you possibly ruin your entire company's reputation in one Twitch stream? Well, stay tuned later and find out, although you've probably heard by now. Uh, let's see. Uh, hackers are at it again, attacking NVIDIA this past weekend. There's a lawsuit against McDonald's from a right-to-repair manufacturer for their ice cream machines. And I think we'll start us off with uh, today. Today, March 2nd, is the 125th anniversary of the Bottled in Bond Initiative. That was passed in 1897 and was essentially a government seal of approval for whiskey bottles. Uh, back in the 1800s, there was a huge issue with uh, whiskey in general being cut with other spirits, with things that weren't exactly water, just not high quality, you know, spirit in the first place. Uh so the government kind of stepped in and started what they called the bottled in bond. That is, the whiskey will be uh, distilled and aged in a government bonded facility uh, and then certified on its way out the door. And what that does is, uh, as a bonus, the distiller doesn't have to pay taxes until they've actually shipped product. Normally, you pay taxes both at the distillation and the bottling, and then again at the shipping process. Uh, there's a lot of taxes that go into alcohol. Uh, secondly, it was a mark to the consumer that this was certified to be good whiskey. Uh, or maybe not the best whiskey you've ever had, but it was... But it was regulated. It was regulated, and it was what it said on the bottle. Didn't have arsenic in it. Right. See, my family made our name in this area, Jeff. Mm-hmm based off of our whiskey yes during prohibition because mm -hmm. ours was certified you wouldn't go blind <laughs> you got you got that old weisenfels guarantee no, no, no botulism in your batch no no siree All right we keep it clean around here 
Yes, sir. See, I knew I liked your family. I, that's yeah. So yeah, the Bottled and Bond Initiative passed 125 years ago and became law on March 2nd, 1897. Uh, to celebrate that, I went ahead and uh, I'm going to mix myself up a Bottled and Bond whiskey cocktail. Um, I have this bottle of Rittenhouse Bottled and Bond that Ooh. I've been really digging on lately. Uh, it's quite a good bottle. Uh, and this is a straight rye. Most of the time, what you find bottled and bond anymore is going to be bourbon or American whiskey. So I was actually really happy when I found a straight rye. So it's a 100% rye whiskey. Uh, I'm going to make a cocktail called the Old Pal. Uh, it is equal parts rye whiskey. So we're going to do one ounce of rye. We're going to do one ounce of dry vermouth. In this, in this case, I've got uh, Martini and Rossi dry vermouth. So one ounce of that. And last but not least, one ounce of Campari. And then I like this cocktail with just a little bit of extra sweetness. So I usually add a quarter ounce of simple. Not a lot, just enough to, just enough to take that edge off of it. Because otherwise this is a three ounce shot. And I like to be able to enjoy my cocktails a little bit longer than that. So, <laughs> just a little, little splash of simple. And we're gonna give that a mix there. Because the Campari, it's a very uh, Negroni or Sazerac kind of color to it. Um, you know, that nice deep red color. That looks beautiful. And there we go. We have a Rittenhouse Bottled and Bond Old Pal. Cheers, everyone. And me, I'm keeping it original. I'm going with beer. And uh, this is uh, another delightful brew sent by John Jay, right? John Jay, yep. Because John Jay is holding it down up there in New England. He sent us something... Uh, from Treehouse Brewing, and this is the Quadruple Shot Cold Brew. Um, and it is a uh, kind of a coffee stout, I take it. It says that the Quadruple Shot Cold Brew is a special rendition of uh, another Quadruple Shot stout, I guess, driving all of its coffee character from house-roasted and house-extracted cold brew concentrate. Yes. This beer genuinely pursues the boundaries of reason with coffee character in a stout, yet retains perfect balance and flavor saturation. So um, we'll see. I love the the bottle art. Mm -hmm. it's, it's subtle. It's classic. It's got a very old-school vibe to it. Smells delicious it pours like freaking motor oil let me get this up here yeah <sighs> man i've i've changed oil on fords that wasn't that thick that is bonkers dude like it <laughs> it feels thick it looks thick and you know what they say if it feels and looks thick well Better spell it with two C's. <laughs> um, that was a, a a good one. Thank you. I have those every once in a while. 
Oh, let's see here. Woo! Yeah. Much sweeter than you think it's going to be, but of <laughs> course it is a, a cacao, uh, cacao cold brew here. So I'm sure that they're definitely leaning into the more chocolatey, uh, the chocolatey notes. Feel like I'm almost getting like marshmallow or something too, because it's really sweet. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah, this is delightfully refreshing. Um, it's it's very Campari. Uh, honestly, the rye does get muted a bit in this drink. Um, I mean, you're using a, a pretty strong liqueur and a, and a fortified wine against even a hundred proof, you know, slightly overproof rye. The rye kind of takes a back seat to the vermouth and the Campari, but in this case, it's not a complaint. It it's pretty solid. Nice. Uh, we do have a couple super chats, starting with Joshua sends over $25. Thank you so much, Joshua. Uh, Jeff just wanted to say thank you for being a dad tech nerd gamer and giving me something to help learn how to home lab. You're welcome. Thank you. I've got triplets due in eight weeks. Holy good God. Uh, so I need a solid storage. Uh, thanks for everything you do. Uh, good, sir. The best of luck to you. Uh, I, I now have three kids. Uh, I can't imagine getting all three at the same time. You got you got to space them out a little bit. There. Right. I, I put four and a half years between each one. Uh, <laughs> so, man, uh, congratulations. Good luck. I hope everything goes swimmingly uh, to you and your family. Um, but, man. <laughs> oh, Woof. Uh, Parker sends yeah, over. Luck, man. Parker sends over ten dollars. Thank you very much, Parker. Sipping on some Wicked Weed Brewing Variety Pack. Cheers, guys. Cheers to you. Cheers. And we've got Tech Geek sending over twenty bucks. Thank you very much. Uh, evening, Jeff and Rhett. I get I get one good idea a month. For some reason, I tend to use them all at work. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> right. Red doesn't even have the courtesy to use them here. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, I was just talking, you know, uh, occasionally I do counseling and things like that. And I was talking mm -hmm. about having uh, good brain days and bad brain days. And I don't know if this is just me, but like some some days I wake up and I'm just I'm like I'm in a fog. It takes me a while to wake up. The thoughts come slowly. It's hard to be productive on those days. It's like I know what needs to be done, but I struggle mm -hmm. a little bit. And then there's days I wake up and like my brain is on fire and the ideas are just going by me a million miles a minute and it doesn't it doesn't matter if i have a foggy brain day or a fire brain day mm -hmm. because i'm the same amount of productive <laughs> even when i'm on fire it's like everything is just blasting past me and it's like you know uh, it, i i, I use the metaphor about uh, like you see those people that go into the 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 tanks with like the air is shooting up and the dollar bills are everywhere and they're trying to grab as many dollar bills yeah like that's my brain fire day, but I can only grab like $1 at, you know, right. every time I'm in there. <laughs> so it's the same as a foggy day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, gosh, what would you call that? My train of thought has so many different modes and crosses so many different state lines. <laughs> <laughs> There's different regulations for different times and, and when you can be loud and when you can't and how many passengers yeah. are on board and 
Yeah. It's a good metaphor. Yeah. Thank you. I, I have one of those a day. <laughs> and today was it was that one. Right. You, you get train of thought. You get one joke, you get one metaphor. <laughs> if 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 I play my cards right, I'll get one good idea today too. Oh yeah. Day's not over. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be that down about it. <laughs> Day's not over, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was, but here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, Can you believe it? My boss is making me work after 8 p.m. today. I know. So I know. This is just ridiculous. On the flip side, I didn't make you show up until 2, and you were still an hour late. <laughs> That's so true. And then he sent me home with beer. So. <laughs> uh, Where do I get that job? That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to try and flip the script on this? Yeah, freaking heck. <laughs> Oh. I'll give you 80% creative control and I'll take the 20 and wait, wait, no, <laughs> no, no, I've got the good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Daniel Lloyd's drinking a French Earl gray to finish out the work day. Perfect in preparation for Star Trek Picard, which debuts, I think at midnight. Uh, let's see. I know the premiere was just like an hour and a half ago or something like that. Uh, Novella Hub's got a Badger Hill Brewing Death Star Disco Ball Triple IPA, 11.4%. Uh, I've seen a couple pictures of those pop out uh, on social media lately. Uh, so I was wondering if you were going to grab one, Novella. Uh, let's see. Jason's got a Freem Hazy IPA. Nothing wrong with a Freem. What else we got? Skulls drinking a Two Brothers Brewing Amplifier IPA. And let's see if I can find one more here. Everyone making fun of Foster's uh, Aussie for uh, dog piss at the beginning of the show. Uh, Ricky says cheers, but it's 5.09 a.m. in Denmark. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you need to check out Hops and Brews and check out his beer diet. That's what I'd recommend. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we have any more? Any more beers? Or did... Oh, good Lord. Something just froze on me. Um, um, yeah, um, after, after that, it's um, kind of peters out. I Can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, my system is oh. like hard locked, like hard, hard locked. Yeah, I'm frozen on your stream. O OBS like. is locked. This is the weirdest thing. Uh, like start menu is blocked. I can't mm. click on any web browsers. I can't. Not, the mouse itself does not respond. Uh, it looks like we're still live. I I, I don't think we frozen. are. Uh, You're still talking on YouTube. I can see it. I'm on am YouTube. I asking you this question? Yes. That, yes. I just unmuted. You're totally asking me. This is the <laughs> weirdest thing. Um, <laughs> my system is legit hard locked. Everything except Zoom and the NVIDIA encoder, it seems. Because OBS is a is a solid screen. Chrome isn't moving. Discord isn't moving. Chat isn't moving. Um, none of my keys are responding. Control-Alt-Delete doesn't bring up anything. I can't right-click on the start menu. I can't. This is weird. Yeah, I, everybody's in chat. Everybody's in chat. They're saying, I'm frozen, but they can still see you. You're moving. <laughs> Looks hell? fine. Still live. <laughs> hey, we can see you. Uh, honestly, you picked a really good frame for me to freeze on. Like, I'm looking fine as hell. Like, 
Um, I'm I'm gonna record this because it is the weirdest damn thing. <laughs> like I'm I'm live on YouTube right now, and nothing on my screen is moving. Uh, like here I'm gonna yeah. Okay, are we back? Just thinking about it. Thinking Do I gotta about go it. to a new stream? Uh, no, it should just pick right up. There it goes. All right, we're back. I'm alive! Rumors of our demise were apparently greatly exaggerated. Fools. Man. Ugh, oh, nothing like a blue screen in the middle of uh, a show to put you on your toes. Of course, something's been going on with my camera. So there we go. Every time Jeff drops a stream, you drink. <laughs> or, you know, when I don't, too. We're a party of winners around here. That's right. So, um, all right, guys, I'm leaving the chat show that I just had about Morrowind. We're coming back um, live. On your screens. Thank you for this word from our sponsor, Rhett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all Brought right. you by Bethesda and Zenimax. Yeah. All right. I need a drink. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even say anything bad about Russia. <laughs> oh, man. Still, the stream goes down. Is that what it was, you think, dude? I don't know. Oh, man. They're out for us. <laughs> Probably are. Okay. Uh, uh, we do have a couple super chats. Yes. Let me scroll back At up here. One. I think I can still see them. If not, Skull put it in the uh, Battle Bridge. Yeah. Awesome. You know what? I'll read it. Yeah, if you've got it, go for it. Mike Farino, 1999, working on getting my home lab set up. Already got servers and switches. Want to run security cameras too. Mm -hmm. Any good recommendations for recording services? Uh, recording services, the only thing I've ever used is Blue Iris. Uh, and I didn't use it all that extensively. Um, we used, the other thing that I used quite a lot was just Unify. Uh, and with their older cameras, you can run their standalone controller on just about any hardware that you want. But all of the new cameras require you to have Unify hardware for the uh, for the capture. Uh, you can get something like a UDM Pro uh, or just a standalone uh, Unify uh, NVR is what they call it, uh, and and do that that way. Uh, if you're looking for more of an open source router, at least vendor agnostic, which is how I always love to run security cameras. Uh, Blue Iris is what I ran. Hell yeah. <sighs> and I think we yeah. had one more. We had two super chats. There was, uh, there was the one, one for right 1999 Mike... and there was one for 20. Did we get the one for that 20? Was, that was Tech Geek. Evening Jeff and Rhett, I got one good idea a month. Okay, okay. Uh, all, 20 bucks, he got, he got me to read it twice. Okay. <laughs> all I know is it was still showing on my screen when when everything went down. So Yeah. 
Skull, if we miss anything, just let us know in Discord. Otherwise, it's 825, and we got some news to get to. We do. Uh, starting with something I think most of us already knew. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Gabe Newell had an interview this week, and they asked him about Valve accepting cryptocurrency or possibly starting to deal in NFTs on the Steam platform. Now, for those who don't know, Valve actually did take cryptocurrency a short while ago, uh, but then stopped accepting it as a form of payment. Uh, Gabe also said during this interview that they will never deal in NFTs. And the reason being is 50% of all crypto or NFT transactions that they themselves have processed have been fraudulent. No. 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 What? Surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> right. How is that possible? Right. I, no. All of the bots on Twitter say the NFTs are good. I mean, it was all about it on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Did you watch the LA Lakers playing at Crypto.com Arena last night? Like, I can't believe that. I, I love that the two latest sponsors of the Lakers have been wish.com and crypto.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't stop them from being good. Mm -hmm. I wish that it did. Mm -hmm. Well, right now they're terrible. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. The only consolation is that, uh, you know, LeBron went there and now he plays in crypto.com stadium or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there is that. There is that. Uh, yeah, Lakers not doing too hot this year. Anyway. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, Blazers are still worse. Uh, yeah. I'm predicting Blazers get a ring before Lakers. Yeah. But. Uh, so a couple things said by Gabe Newell uh, in this interview is, why don't you take cryptocurrency? And he says, well, it was so wildly fluctuating that sometimes you could pay... $10 for a game one day and $100 the next. And vice versa, Valve could take $100 one day and it would be worth $10 the next. Uh, as far as the market cap for for Bitcoin or, or Ethereum or whatever else they were taking. Um, but it there was so much shady things going on and... We all know NFTs are just a scam. I hope we all do. I, I hope we all at this point understand that it seems like either a giant pyramid scheme or a Ponzi or a mixture of both. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed to see some of the people that I've seen getting involved in NFTs. Um, yeah. I, Justine, was defending it on Twitter earlier today. I mean, what's wild about it, too, is like, I don't know. It, it's like the same thing that was kind of going on with like GameStop and like AMC stocks. It's like there was this huge push for it. And by time you're hearing about it and it's on the table, like the price of stocks is already way higher than it was at the beginning. The, the only the thing people... worse would be if WADA Games regulated cryptocurrency. Like, <laughs> right. It's just crazy. Like the people that have already made their money have made their money. And now the only way they can keep making more money is by roping more people into it. Right. It's like, 
it's like ah man anyway gabe has a really good quote in this article and it's one that i wish people in his position said more often Mm -hmm. he's like look there's a lot of really interesting technology in blockchains and figuring out how to do a distributed ledger but i think that people haven't figured out why you actually need a distributed ledger (laughs) just like that's spot on you know um uh, just kind of like zeroes in on the problem. You also continue on the quote. Yeah, that's not what we want to do. We don't want to enable screwing over large numbers of our customers. Yeah. Like, yes, it could probably make us some money. Yes, it could probably make other people some money as well. But if the end result is like 40% of people still get scammed out of money, that's a problem because that's 40% of our customer base. Yeah. So... I mean, you know how Steam keeps making money? It's like, it almost looks the same as it did, you know, 15 years ago. And that that's it, right? Like, why, why fix what isn't broken? Mm-hmm. There's been some minor changes and things like that. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Like, you have this huge customer base that's invested in it. And I don't know about you, but, like, I'm one of the, I'm one of the customers that, like, I really don't like the idea of even having multiple launchers. Mm-hmm. And if I can, I'm using Steam. I'm already so invested in that ecosystem. Right. Yeah, um, uh, I, I do Steam and I do good old games, but I don't even have the good old games launcher or GOG Galaxy because I want that DRM-free freedom. I want to yeah. just be able to install a game and then play it. There is nothing, nothing I hate more than waiting for you play to launch and then log you into a secondary service just so I could play Far Cry 5 freaking single player. Yeah. Um, even games that I purchase, a lot of times, I'll end up cracking just because yeah. I, 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 I almost never play online. Uh, there's a couple times that I do. Uh, I'll, I'll jump on, but it is so incredibly rare. I don't care if my Rockstar account gets banned for for running a crack of G or of uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 or or whatever else. You know what? I bought that game twice. Yeah, I'm going to run a, a patcher for it and run it just DRM free. In fact, right now, I have an installation of it that runs off my server. And so if I want to play it, all I do is map a drive in Windows and open the executable. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, and cy- but Cyberpunk is 90 files on on GOG. Yeah, it's also <coughs> one file on, on certain other sites. <laughs> and make no mistake, I bought Cyberpunk. I bought Red Dead Redemption 2. I bought GTA 5. I bought, I buy every game that I play. Yeah. I also pirate them from time to time. <laughs> well, it's like the kind of the dilemma about like burning CDs, right? Like, it's like a lot of people view burning CDs as piracy but there's a certain i think with your license with cds in particular you are allowed to burn them Mm -hmm. for your own like listening or whatever but there's also the ethical sort of thing like if they're not losing money from me burning cds then what is the problem with me having you know a Mm -hmm. cracked copy of a game that i already bought right is there's no ethical dilemma that i see right support artists and and studios that you like you know, no doubt about it. If you if you like a game and you want to see more stuff like it, then you got to spend money. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, here. Here's uh here's a screenshot of my library. Now it's obviously cropped for reasons because I don't want you knowing my screen name on GOG, but hey look, Cyberpunk, right there. <laughs> uh controls yeah. over on this side. All the descent. And he's absolutely like, he's absolutely not shared any copies of Cyberpunk with anyone that works for him. Absolutely not. So he would never do that. Absolutely not. Uh I mean likewise, uh what else? Free cop? Uh Disco Elysium. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it it was for official purposes though. So Well, it's on company property. That's right. So That's right. That's true. Can you say that it's being shared? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Screen name must be Jeff. Damn it. <laughs> How did you know? Shit, I misspelled it. <laughs> I used a G. Used a G. <laughs> Great. Now they know it's with a J. Thanks, Red. With an H. You fool. You fool. Why did you have such an easily breakable name? <laughs> to be fair, I could pick whatever name I wanted because I was in the beta for the GOG store. <laughs> nice. Like six months before they launched. So, like, I owned 40 games on launch day. So, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's what's up. So you you like that uh, that computer you got at home now, huh? Oh yeah. Wasn't it nice that I didn't ask how many subscribers you had or how many clicks that links on your Twitter feed had gotten to my page before I gave you said computer? Yeah, it was really cool. Like, what's crazy is like you had these terms and conditions laid out, and I was like, hell yes, I think I meet those terms and conditions. And you were like, yes, you do. You do. Here it is. You delivered it, dude. To my house, even. Yeah, it, it was... It was crazy. It was, hey, Rhett is editing videos for craft computing. He should probably have some craft computing hardware. Uh, those were the only terms that I defined in it. And mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, he has to put his his Twitter handle up here on the uh, on the screen. Uh, so at Rhett is awesome. And he's done that. And yep. he got yep. a computer. Uh, what I didn't awesome. do is pull up to his house and go, this is where you live? Like, my God, <laughs> can I even get this through the door of a single wide? Like, man. <laughs> it's a double wide. <laughs> and it is in a very nice trailer park. <laughs> Gated and everything. Yeah. I, I didn't say there's how many people living in your house. I, I you know, how many people are going to be using this? Because this is just yours. It, it, That's true. Yeah. You know, I, um. Yeah, I, I didn't change the terms of of the uh, the delivery upon delivery, uh, yeah. because I'm not a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, Artesian Builds backs out of giving away a PC as a prize, and oh man, this story is way deeper than that. Uh, so, for those who aren't familiar with Artesian Builds, and I have to say, I wasn't until the other day. <laughs> uh, Artesian Builds is a company out of San Francisco and they're essentially a systems integrator. They build custom PCs. Uh, think of Origin or, you know, all, all those other companies that do that. Um, CyberPower. Uh, they build PCs. Cool, right? Uh, well, their core market is selling to aspiring Twitch streamers, aspiring game streamers. Um, and they have an affiliate program that if you're a Twitch streamer, 
you can become an ambassador simply by applying. There's really no minimums for applying. And if you put the Artesian PC banner on your Twitch title page, you can be eligible to win a brand new PC on their once a month PC giveaway streams. Uh, seems pretty simple, right? Right. It seems like very straightforward. Right. If, like, if this, I, then I, that. I, I want to be a part of that. That's great. <clears throat> right. Um, and, you know, help some small streamers out and, and, and whatnot. And Artisan gets, uh, you know, a little bit of free marketing and whatnot. But, you know, everyone wins here. And, and it is an affiliate program. So if you make a PC sale, you do get a kickback from that, much like Amazon affiliate links and, and eBay affiliate links that I put in my videos. So, you know, everybody wins. Uh, yeah. That is until uh, Noah, the CEO of said Artisan PCs LLC, uh, on his most recent monthly giveaway stream, this was on February 28th, so just two days ago, uh, <laughs> drew a number of different names. Uh, so rolled and a streamer came up and he's like, ah, they don't have the, the banner. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, let's roll again. Oh, this streamer came up. Man, they've only got like a thousand subs. <sighs> Let's roll again. Wait, what? They had the banner up. They had a thousand subs. They they are an ambassador. They had an affiliate link. Why no PC? Well, apparently there were rules that he was just kind of making up on the spot. Now, that's bad enough as it is. Uh, he came to a, a user uh, by the name of Kia Pia, K-I-A-P-I-A-A. Uh, who is a Twitch streamer and does stream semi-regularly and has been an ambassador for Artisan PCs for the last three months. Had the Artisan banner up on her page and they drew her name. Uh, he then dove into all of the analytics and all of the reasons why he doesn't want to give her a PC. Uh, and they were things like, man, is... 2,000 subscribers really going to uh, get a return on investment for sending this this $4,000 PC. Man, I, I mean, I know we said we'd give away a PC to anyone who met these criteria, but I didn't think that we'd lose money on this. Number one, right. it's advertising money, which means it's a full write-off on your taxes. Oh, wait, if he'd been paying his taxes, he'd have known that. But we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Zazing. Uh, <laughs> so he goes, uh, you know, has, has you know, 2,000 subs. That's kind of below what I want. Uh, last stream was three days ago. I guess that's okay. You know, they're not streaming every day, but, you know, I guess three days ago, you, you know, you got to eat. Uh, and then in the douchiest, Star Lordiest. I don't even want to drag Star Lord's good name into this. It just happens Yo, to be he's wearing that, that jacket. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so he's on he's on the Twitch stream wearing a Star Lord jacket and he goes, and there's the reroll. And what he was meaning is there's the reason I don't have to give this woman a PC. Yes, I knew I'd find it. <laughs> and he goes, they've been in a uh, an ambassador for three months, they have had zero clicks. No one has clicked on that banner ad. So because no one has seen the the glory that is Artisan PCs uh, via her Twitch page, 
we're just gonna deny the prize. Yeah. <laughs> that normally most people would be, you know, maybe there's some rules I didn't read. Maybe there's there's something that that's on there that they have the full contest rules because you know if you're going to run a contest like this, it's a legal requirement in the United States that you have a full list out of your uh, instructions, guidelines, uh, what it is the winner is going to receive, uh, what happens in the event of a tie. Like, there's a whole list of rules written by the FCC all the way back in 1938 that still apply today. Uh, and he broke basically every single one of them. Uh the rules were not posted. He made up rules on the spot. Once you have announced a winner, uh, that is a legally binding contract. If you're a radio station and you say, caller number nine gets a free CD. God, I'm dating myself right now. Uh, <laughs> caller nine gets a free CD or tickets to... Tickets. Yeah, tickets to go see Led Zeppelin in concert. Uh, if you answer the phone and the ninth time and the ninth person you talk to is on the other line that is a legally binding contract they must give you your prize with reasonable accommodations uh either you pay postage or you come to the station and pick it up like that's how yeah. it works i want my elephant right huh, huh? i want my throwback. pepsi jet <laughs> that's another throwback <laughs> Remember when Pepsi advertised that for a billion points you can get a Harrier? I'm <laughs> not going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't somebody pick that mm -hmm. if you could get a billion points? But, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, someone turned it in. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a, I think it was a million points or five million points. It was it was something ridiculous that Pepsi went like, you know, here's the bar so high that no one in their right mind would think this is possible, and a dude turned in them all. <laughs> goes where's my jet i want my elephant <laughs> um so there's the re-roll and and he's just so proud that he's sticking it to this lowly streamer who who is just yeah. so pathetic it, yeah. like a, a measly 2000 subs get out of here are um, we gonna make that like can we can we turn that into a slogan like and there's the reroll i think it already is because i'm starting <laughs> i've already started to see it like as replies to things on twitter and there's the <laughs> yo dude and then build it off of it i don't know if you're if you're cool with this but i i jumped on twitter real quick to see and they had pinned at the top a response oh, oh the response is gold did you see this? The letter? I they have not only a letter, but a response video. Have you seen the oh, video? Oh, I haven't watched the video. Oh my gosh. Uh this is the and here's the reroll, Jeff. He jumps on and uh from the office of the chief executive officer. During last night's live stream, I made a statement that has affected and hurt Kia Pia. I take full accountability and sincerely apologize for how my statement has hurt Kia Pia as a viewer and participant in supporting Artesian. Due to updated giveaway guidelines, which were not in alignment for this giveaway, I made the wrong decision to not provide the giveaway prize to the rightful winner, Kia Pia. This action does not reflect the values of Artesian. The statements I made regarding the updated giveaways guidelines were made under the wrong circumstance and were no way appropriate. We would like to be able to provide new guidelines in the future that will allow everyone to participate in all and any giveaways. The statement made regarding our viewers does not align with the values at Artesian Builds. 
I apologize for how this has hurt our community. <laughs> first off, and it goes on and on. But first yeah, off, it's like, um, you cannot Noah as the CEO of Artesian Builds write a letter from the desk of the chief executive officer of Artesian Builds, which it says in bold print at the top of that, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me... Uh... Yeah, here... If you guys want to read Here's it, a screenshot of it. There from the go. office Perfect. of the chief executive officer, Artesian <laughs> Builds, LLC. Uh, yeah, you, you can't publish that and say it doesn't align with our core values when it was you who yourself who was mouthing off on stream. <laughs> like, that's who you are. There's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he, he posted a two-minute apology video. Number one, he looks drunk and or stoned in the apology video. And uh, it is just... There's one part where he goes, from now on, anyone who is an ambassador... Will be eligible to win one of the PCs. Uh, like he's got to choke it down. Yeah, right. He's got to take his medicine. Yeah. <laughs> that there's this long pause, and then like a. <clears throat> I. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, there is their response. Now, why are they responding like this? Who called them out? Well, user Kiapia, uh, jumped onto. Uh the Twitterverse and tagged them in a couple of different posts uh, with links to the Twitch videos, which you can go watch right now. Uh, you are more than welcome to, and I highly recommend it. Um, let me see if I can find where that thread starts. Sorry, she's been very active on Twitter the last two days. So I, yeah, th there's a lot to scroll through here. Dang, Here we her go. follower count has skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. In the last couple of no, days. no, she went from like a thousand Twitter followers to I think she's at like 20,000 now or something like that. Good for her. Right. Like, that's awesome. Uh, so anyway, here is the uh, uh, the original tweet. If you haven't heard, Artesian Builds do not care about their small streamer ambassadors. They have monthly PC giveaways for their ambassadors. Great, right? Except they don't care for small streamers. I got chosen and they changed their rules last minute. Uh, and like I said, he he went on for like five minutes belittling Kiapia and her followers and anyone who might possibly want to watch her. They they were assuming, number one, that that she was a man and then corrected and then assuming she was international, and then corrected. <laughs> like, it was just awful. Um, oh, and by the way, the best part about all this, uh, the best part about this is at the end of the stream, people are already yelling at him on chat. Like, they yeah. are lighting, his, <laughs> lighting him up on chat. Um, and... Uh, he goes, you know, the contest ha has some guidelines and, and those guidelines had to be met. And, you know, that pisses some people off. But, you know, that's sometimes that's just the way it is. And, you know, as a business, you know, I, I can't just give a $4,000 PC to, to just anyone, to just any old buddy. That's a direct quote, by the way, to just yeah. any old buddy, like someone yeah. who legally and contractually now won a PC from you and then you took it away from them. Yeah. Um, 
uh, he goes, uh, you know, this is a $4,000 PC, you know, and, uh, you know, our sponsors, by the way, thanks to our sponsors, Intel and Pixio for, for allowing us to do things like this. Hmm. Mother, does anyone else realize that Intel and Pixio probably provided the parts for that build or at least a good chunk of them? So number one, him saying $4,000 PC, I would guarantee is the like retail price of the graphics card that they're putting in here right now, which is, you know, probably, you know, let's say a 3080, so like two grand. And you got given parts by by Intel and Pixio, and you're sitting there as a business who still gets to write off 40% of this on your taxes. Oh, wait. Uh, hmm. and, and going like, I just can't give this away. You were given the hardware to give away. Right. <laughs> so she said on Twitter, by the way, that she had 150 followers on March, or before it all happened, okay. which would have been the end of February, right? Or March 1st yeah. or something. Okay. And now she has 18,000. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's great. I hope she has enough followers now. Noah. <laughs> um, but this story does have a happy ending. Um, well, we'll get to the happy ending that is Noah here in a minute. But uh, if you haven't seen it already, uh, immediately Jay's Two Cents reached out yeah. and uh, okay. offered to build her a PC. Just straight up. We'll build you one and send you one. I don't even care. So the video is live. You can go watch it. Holy crap, they're amazing. Uh, or the build itself is amazing. Um, it's a Ryzen 5950X, a 3080 Ti, 32 gigs of DDR4, uh, all in a very nice Corsair uh, chassis. Uh, it's got light loop fans all around, and it's just, it's, it's a gorgeous PC. Uh, two terabyte NVMe. So... Yeah, if you if you haven't seen that video, of course you got to make it through the ad first. We are Good lord, go away. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Here we go. So there's the PC in the background. I don't want to play too much of the video. To oh, that wrong video. I God dang it. There it is. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, Jay goes through, builds her a brand new PC. Like. Good on baller. you, Jay. That's why you're. That's why you're the baller. That's why you're the best man. So, uh, yeah. If you haven't done so already, go follow Kia Pia. Um, I didn't even have the slides up for this, but apparently, as of today, like literally today, uh, Noah and Artesian Builds is now now has their business license suspended in the state of California. Uh because they haven't paid their taxes in two years um yeah <laughs> so uh if anyone wants to go register the name artesian builds llc it's available right now just saying uh but yeah i think the end of this story is uh don't be a jerk don't don't think you're better than everyone else Everyone came from something. Everyone worked to this point to get where they're at. Or maybe had more and lost it. Or whatever else, whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, yeah. five years ago, I didn't think I'd be doing this. Right. 
Well, what's interesting is how far like a little bit of generosity goes. Totally. And like maybe it wouldn't have been like let's just for a moment entertain the idea that maybe it wasn't the best financial decision or whatever for artesian builds. But like you're still set, setting somebody else up right. under terms that you set, right. you know, like I don't know, there's just there's just something to be said about being generous, sharing your time and your expertise and your resources with other people, especially like when we're all sort of like, you know, as far as like content creation and like all this, like we're all really in the same boat. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't know, at least in my opinion, it's like when one of us is doing well, it just means good for everybody else. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a radical concept, maybe not, but it's like, especially when you start getting into like specific you know niches and sub niches and all this type of thing it's like dude this woman was supporting your stuff and just because it didn't have any clicks like i don't click banners on stuff yeah like who you can't you can't quantify how many people saw that banner by clicks mm -hmm. um i don't know man it's just it's just wild it cost him nothing and it meant the world to her. And now it's kind of vice versa. Right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, by the way, they, uh, they reached out to Kia and said, Hey, we'd like to go ahead and give you that PC anyway. And she said, no, thanks. Good. Like good for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's already set up Bravo. With, uh, with Jay. And then, uh, oh, and to tell you how you know, well their marketing dollars were working beforehand, I'd never heard of artesian builds until this. Right. I, and I, I think I was like space. peripherally aware of them. Yeah, exactly. I think I was peripherally aware of them, but not like, I need to see what's going on. Yeah. Like, um, a couple of people in our Discord chat did post Intel's response because apparently they were uh, they must have just been oh, I guarantee raided or they were not happy. Holy crap! And Intel tweeted out. Intel Gaming tweeted out, yeah. "Thank you to the community for reaching out to us. Intel Gaming values inclusivity for all content creators, and we aim to support the gaming community as a whole." We'll continue to make partnership decisions based upon what allows us to reach all communities through our products. We strive towards welcoming streamers of all sizes to our programs and do not agree with recent negative comments directed towards small streamers. We're reaching out to relevant parties to address the situation. And see, and that was a really key thing. And I think that, that was kind of a cool thing about Kia Pia is like, so even though she wasn't a huge streamer and didn't have like an enormous following, mm -hmm. Like she was really sticking up for like her viewers and the people that do watch totally. and, and because he's sitting here saying like, well, they didn't do this or, you know, are they really watching if they're not clicking and all this sort mm -hmm. of stuff? And, and she's like, <laughs> you can't say that about these people. Like, um, which I, I thought was kind of cool. And, and that's the thing, like even small streamers, like, you know, we used to stream as part of our game dev thing. And it's like, you get the regulars come in. And even if you only have like 10 or 20 viewers mm -hmm. at a time, like those are people that are spending their time with you, you know, it's like, so that's kind of cool. I, I dig that for her. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like I said, we all came from something. And five years ago, I certainly wasn't doing this. Uh, right. In fact, it was five years ago this month that I had the idea to do this. And yeah. not until July of that year that I actually did something with it. So, and here it is, not only my full-time job, but Rhett's as well. Like 2017, 2020, we all come from something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The upstairs of a bar. Yep. Uh, you know who else doesn't <laughs> care about uh Oh, of course. Well, what is it the products and and services of uh our next sponsor? It is. If my uh 
uh, Google Drive hadn't been signed out again. It's <laughs> the problem with having like four Google Drive accounts is sometimes you'll get all of them open at the same time and they start kicking the other ones out. Uh, anyway, I think I can do this. You know who doesn't care how many subscribers you have? Today's video sponsor, Linode. If you've ever needed to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the resources or time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, space, why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes most of the tutorials you've seen on my channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS server, VPN gateway, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you want to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. And even if you do host your own servers, you can always use Linode to keep a backup off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode was also the first alternative cloud provider to have NVMe storage available in all of their data centers. That's right, NVMe block storage is now available in all 11 of their global data centers starting this last September. Best of all, their storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing to get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing, and thanks again to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Thanks, Linode. Thanks, Linode. You guys are the best. My pantry appreciates it. <laughs> pantry, are you aging him? Yep. Okay. Good for you. G good for you. What can I say? I don't mess around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By the way, we did miss a super chat. Mm. A couple mm. super chats way back. Uh, let's make sure. So we did get one more from Mike Farino. He says, thanks. Always enjoy the content. He's thanking us for reading his super chat that we almost missed. Uh, and that was for $9.99. Mike Farino, thank you so much. You didn't have to, to do that again, but we absolutely appreciate it. Your money goes a long ways uh, towards paying my bills and Jeff's. <laughs> um, and keeping me in some delightful, delightful beverages. That's right. Uh, the next super chat comes from uh mickle 546 for $10. Thank you Mickle. They say Michael, Michael? I don't know. Mickle Michelle? Pickle. <laughs> Mir 546. My Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Glad the stream seems to be stable now. Woo! Don't know if you saw my PM and Discord interested in Boss software deployment solutions for Windows. I'm setting it up for work and thought it would make a cool video. Uh Foss is free and open source. Free and open source. Yep. FOSS software is a little redundant because it's free open source software software. Hell yeah. yeah well, uh, the redundancy is my middle name. It's the ATM machine, you know? There's a reason they call me redundant ret. Um, I think I might have missed that. So I will go back through my messages and check because uh, I don't remember that one coming through. Usually if, if I haven't responded to a message, I will leave it unread until I go to take action on it. Otherwise, I will forget about it. Uh, so maybe I clicked on it and then forgot about it. So, sorry. Maybe he didn't tag you in it or ping you in no, it. If it was a DM, then that's on me. Oh. Uh, Patrick sends over $5, helping keep the oh, lights on cool. and my fave nerd cave show going, or nerd show going. Thank you. I guess it is a nerd, nerd yeah. cave show too. I am in a basement. That's true. Nerd cave fave show. Yep. Nerd fave cave show. Uh, thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Five bucks. And we just got another That's one an from computer. Novella. Sends over five oh. bucks. Uh, here's some money for hops and brews for his transition from solid food to liquid. 
<laughs> he doesn't need it. Did you see his fridge? I did. It's good to go. I did see his fridge. Not only that, he bought two cases of that Bavarian uh, beer. Yeah, uh, the Stefaner. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's I doing just fine. Because, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Well, not that that stuff's necessarily that expensive, but I guess if you're getting it, like, you know, there's the like the European shop in Mount Angel that's, mm -hmm. I think you probably get like, I don't know, I guess a six pack of that would be more than 10 bucks, yeah. but I don't know. And when you're drinking a pint for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like. Yeah, okay. I, I underplayed it here. I underplayed it here. I mean, it's coming all the way from Germany, so. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Weihen Stefaner is like one of the oldest operating breweries in Germany. Mm -hmm. Could be wrong. I've probably said it wrong 6,000 times by now, but here we are. Oh, it is Mickle. Nickel with an M. Mickle. Mickle. Mickle 546. All right. I will try to remember that for next time. Yeah, I'll remember it. Yeah. Um, Spoon. Okay. $5. Again, more money to buy liquid honey for the Hoppy Bunny. There we Why go. is Hops getting all the money tonight? He's not even on the what show. The, what the hell? <laughs> He has a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Before this gets away from us, I, I need to open up my second beer. Yes, please. And it is another one from John Jay, if I'm not mistaken. No, this one I bought. This one Jeff bought? I did. God bless you, sir. Um, well, I totally remember. I can it. get right. good you, beer, too. You did tell me, though, you hadn't even heard of New Image Brewing, mm -hmm. so I, I haven't either. Full, full disclosure, but it's the hella fantastic uh double india pale ale and mm -hmm. uh the can art looks delightful i'm excited to drink it uh they got bright and juicy malt barley wheat flaked wheat hops and uh good lord other stuff too um so we'll have to see how it goes it is eight percent i don't know what with phantasm means phantasm is that a strain almost, of hop I, I don't know. They kind of do it like the cryo hops from like Ninkasi does. Interesting. You know? With Phantasm. So, I, I bet it's a hop strain. Uh, double IPA with Phantasm. So. Phantasm. Right. I don't see anything about, you know, Phantasm hops, but. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. By the way, the, uh, the old pal, delicious. Oh, I bet it is. Mm -hmm. There it is. Uh, is it illegal to make your employees drink alcohol? Uh, yes, actually it is. Uh, I don't make it. I might encourage it occasionally. Rhett thinks best after three pints. So that's how I get that one idea a day out of him. Yeah, and it's always a good one after the third. Got to work for pint. it. Got to loosen it up, you know. There's this whole th idea about brain plasticity and how the bubbles in the beer really just like, it's like a big brain massage right in there. So, yep. Yep. Oh, all right. I suppose we should get some other news. Uh, that is NVIDIA uh, is in the news from this weekend. They have confirmed that a cyber attack took place over this last weekend and a hacker group did obtain sensitive information from the company. Uh, the group is called Lapsus, 
uh, L-A-P-S-U-S dollar sign, Lapsus. Uh, they are claiming responsibility for the incident, and NVIDIA has confirmed they do have sensitive information. Uh, the Lapsus Group has released some of the documents. Uh, some of them are employee credentials, and in fact, just uh, yesterday, I think it was, they released the source code for DLSS, and not an old version, like the brand new version, 2.2. Um, so... That's not good. Uh, now, hacks like this, they happen. When you're, when you're a large multi-billion dollar company, you are going to be subject to both espionage as well as blackmail. And it seems NVIDIA is being subject to both right now because they are demanding, uh, interestingly enough, that NVIDIA start making open source drivers available for their graphics cards. Um, I can tell you open source drivers are probably never going to happen. Uh, but I just like it if we got some decent Linux drivers, like that'd be fine with me. Not that holding a company ransom is really a good move. Uh, and I had this talk with Rhett very briefly before the show about how do we as a, as an outlet, even cover things like this because there's definitely information that we could talk about. Uh, oh yeah, thank you for swapping that red mic cover. Well, somebody said like I it's do. ripped, it's bothering. Me. I know, I know. Um, uh, how do we even cover stuff like this? Because there's going to be leaked information about things within DLSS or potential upcoming products from Nvidia or this or that. Um. If it comes just from a leaked source, if it comes just like a normal journalistic leaked source, I think it's okay to talk about. Um, you know, we have pictures of the new iPhone. So yeah, sure. Uh, if it's something that is dated, like significantly dated, like think of the, the mega dump from Nintendo uh, where we had access to the... Mario 64 source code, among a bunch of other stuff. Um, yes, that's intellectual property, but it's intellectual property that's 26 years old at this point. Like, it's not exactly groundbreaking technology, and Nintendo, while they still use Mario, they're not using that exact same render of Mario anymore, nor much of the same tech. So I think from a historical standpoint, it's okay to cover stuff like that. When it comes to diving into the DLSS source code or looking at hints of things that might be, like the one example that I saw that led me onto this news was people were speculating about references to an unreleased NVIDIA uh, mobile chip that they think could be targeted at a Switch Pro. And I went, that's not information that anyone should have right now. And I don't, I don't necessarily feel clean talking about it or speculating about it. Right. Uh, you know, especially because that information is being held for ransom in front of NVIDIA. Uh, and I know, think what you will about NVIDIA or business practices or anything else. Journalistically, I, I don't I don't like it. I, I don't have to like it. I don't have to think it's fair. So... I don't necessarily know that I want to cover a whole lot about this. Uh, right. 
you know, I, I did put a couple links below if you're interested in some of this subject matter. Um, and I think years from now, it could be interesting, but it, it reminds me, there was a time that companies like large multi-billion dollar companies would spy on each other to to get the upper hand. This happened all the time in automotive. This happened all the time in in food processing. This happened all the time in a bunch of different industries. Um, this happened all the time with cola. Uh, you all may not know this, but the cola wars are were pretty intense back in the day. Uh, intense enough that a former Coca-Cola employee stole or uh, obtained, shall we say, the recipe for Coca-Cola. The full thing. Uh, they then contacted Pepsi and said, I have the formula. I'll pay it. I'll, I'll give it to you for $1.5 million. Now, Pepsi, being Pepsi, would have been like, man, if we could recreate Coke's taste in like a secondary brand and bring their brand down, like, imagine what that could do for Pepsi as, like, the premium cola now. Like, sure, why not? Well, why not? Because it's illegal. You illegally obtained that information. And that is intellectual property, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they contacted Pepsi. Pepsi then contacted the FBI, who posed as fake Pepsi executives to catch the thief red-handed. So, this is how companies work in the modern day, at least a lot of companies work in the modern day, is yes, they want the, the competitive edge. They want the marketing edge. They want the best product out there. But they're not gonna pay a million and a half dollars to some rando on the street to get a formula they probably already have. Nor are they ever going to use that in business because, man, the lawsuit that could come out of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, a couple of people pointing out uh, possible open source NVIDIA reverse engineering projects. Well, they have the source code for them now, but here's the problem. Now that the source code is potentially released, now they have not released the source code itself yet for the drivers. They've simply said, look, we have the source code for DLSS and we have some employee credentials that we can hand over, but we're asking for more. Um, and we have more information that we can give up if you don't comply. Um, the problem is, and I think Kren hit this on the head, it actually hampers efforts to reverse engineer an open source NVIDIA driver. Because reverse engineering is not a crime. You can reverse engineer something and make it work another way and make it work with things it wasn't intended to work with. You can hack hardware. You can hack software. Uh, so long as you do it without using any intellectual property from the company in question. Uh, that is, the people who... Uh, decompiled the Legend of Zelda 64. They did what's called a clean room approach. That is, they have a cartridge, they dumped said cartridge, 
and then using decompilers and a whole bunch of other tools, they decompiled it into human-readable C code that could then be recompiled into an executable on a PC. Um, it's a long and exhausting process, uh, but completely legal. Uh, what's not legal is if they had accessed the Nintendo Mega Dump and found a source code copy of The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and then simply use that as a code base. That is using intellectual property that is totally illegal. Um, but doing it yourself is actually okay. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, the fact that a drive a driver source file exists out in the wild may actually hurt the effort to create an open source driver because NVIDIA can't know without reasonable doubt that those source code files were not used in the creation of an eventual open source driver from the community. So they now have takedown rights for some things. And in the case of copyright infringement, intellectual property theft, and stuff like that, it really is guilty until proven innocent as far mm -hmm. as Digital Millennium Copyright Act goes because they can DMCA anything with reasonable suspicion. Uh, and it's up to the, to the defendant in that case to prove that no infringement took place. Yeah, that's the way the Copyright Act is written. Why do you think YouTube is such a mess? <laughs> Which is why they're asking to make NVIDIA to make it open source. Yes, I know that's one of their demands. But do you really think NVIDIA is going to just release their drivers open source? Oh, yeah. Here you go. NVIDIA, one of the most closed companies when it comes to software and the open environment. Uh, I mean, they're not going to do that. <laughs> There's no way they're going to do that. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, there you have it. Mm -hmm. Now, I hadn't finished opening the rest of my notes, so let me find that. Uh, speaking of ethical hacking, here's a great mm. story. There you go. That is that uh, an ice cream hacker, ice cream machine hacker, which I don't necessarily like the title on this, this one, uh, because I think ice cream machine hacker is a little nonsensical uh, in, in the terms that this goes in. But it's still kind of a hardware hack, so we'll get into it. Ice cream machine hacker sues McDonald's for $900 million. Um, hey, Rhett, you ever go to McDonald's on like a Tuesday afternoon and you go, gosh, you know what I really want right now? A McFlurry. Mm. Hey, can I get a large Heath McFlurry? And they go, sorry, our ice cream machine's broken right now. Strangely enough, Jeff, not only does it happen on Tuesday, but it often happens on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Monday, Wednesday, once even on a Friday. There, there's being down for maintenance. And then there's being down for maintenance as often as the ice cream machines at McDonald's are. So often, not only has it become a meme as far as uh, 
you know, I'd love to get a McFlurry one day if McDonald's could ever fix one of their ice cream machines. They also have a dedicated, someone wrote a dedicated app to tell you which McDonald's have working ice cream machines right now. Like, that's a yeah. tool you can download and use to find yourself a McFlurry any time of day uh, at participating locations only. Uh, well, the reason the McDonald's machines were always broken was McDonald's uh, and their franchisees basically were in a locked uh, supply chain with, I believe it was Taylor Appliances. Uh, Taylor Appliances makes a number of appliances for McDonald's. They also make the ice cream machines. And Taylor is supposed to be the exclusive uh, repair outlet for McDonald's franchisees. So ice cream machine breaks, uh, you give Taylor a call and 48 hours or something like that later, a it definitely ain't 48 hours. Right. Whenever a, a, a tech shows up, they, they take apart the ice cream machine and they place whatever part it is or undo what jam has happened. And wham, bam, boom, you're making McFlurries again. Uh, the problem is when you're a franchisee, that is you own a McDonald's location and pay a franchise tax so you can have the golden arches above your roof and, and sell McDonald's products uh, and take part in McDonald's uh, supply chain is you may not have 48 hours to wait because your business kind of depends on your stuff staying up and running. Uh, so there was a company called Kitech, K-Y-T-C-H. Uh, or kitsch. I'm not sure which pronunciation. Um, I feel like kitsch makes more sense. Yeah. Because they're like, they're like in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. Kitsch might be it. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. No, no, no. Anyway, kitsch, uh, is a two person startup that developed a board that you install into the ice cream machine, uh, with a couple of jumper wires and, it essentially intercepts the uh, the control calls as well as the error codes that are being sent between components in the ice cream machine. And via a web interface or, or smartphone, you can log into that, that board, read the error codes, and then also get instructions on how to fix whatever the issue is. So using a third-party product, you can keep your machine up and going indefinitely without having to wait for authorized repair. This sounds very familiar, doesn't it? This sounds like John Deere tractor. This sounds like Tesla. This sounds like Apple. Apple. Like let's go down the list of companies that have been staunchly anti-repair and anti-right to repair. Um, essentially McDonald's was trying to lock in franchisees with the same Taylor contracts and everything else. Even to the point that, uh, uh, by the way, Kitsch only sold his product starting in 2019. So this is a fairly recent development and fairly recent product. Uh, McDonald's sent out an email late last year that said all franchisees must remove all Kitsch appliances from their ice cream machines. They are not authorized. Uh, they will also void the warranties of the ice cream machines they intercept confidential information and also pose a health and safety hazard that could lead to, quote, serious human injury. 
Yeah. You ever seen the ice cream battles of uh, 97? I mean, man. They were pretty grisly. So much blood. So There's a reason it went dark for 30 days afterwards. Yeah, I mean. so many strawberries lost their lives. Um, yeah. So here McDonald's is trying to lock their franchisees into a contract that the franchisees have no part of. Uh, you can only buy your ice cream machines from McDonald's. It's a single supplier network when you become a franchise. Uh, and now you're not even available or allowed to repair them on your own. So Kitsch has sued McDonald's for $900 million, basically a, a set amount of money per McDonald's franchise that exists within the United States uh, for anti-competitive behavior. Uh, uh, they're uh, citing slander uh, as in they tarnish their name because they're scaring people into pulling these devices out because they may kill someone you know, a little yeah. reader in the in the ice cream machine. Yeah. Now, make no mistake, this is probably nothing more than he developed a board that interfaces with like an OBD2 port on a car. But I don't see yeah. BMW banning me from plugging in a reader in my car. No. <clears throat> well, and, and maybe these two things are related, and I'm just recalling when they sued Taylor, but I swear like there was a big class action suit too that basically alleged that like it was a part of McDonald's business model that the ice cream machines always be broken. The idea was like, it would be one extra thing to get people in the door and one less thing to worry about. Like maybe I'm making this up. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't do it live on the air, but the damage is done. <laughs> I just remember like a big deal about how it seems to be kind of coming out. This is like, this is their playbook. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much yeah. what I gathered as well. Uh, I don't know if that is true. I don't know if Taylor has been previously sued, but it. I, I think it's definitely within the realm of possibility. Um, so, but interesting, interesting uh, story here on right to repair and if you happen to own a mcdonald's franchise like what are your rights as a franchise owner do you actually own your hardware that you're forced to buy from mcdonald's if you want to participate in making mcflurries then you can only source that one taylor ice cream machine if you do source that machine from that from the single source are you required to use their repair network or can you go about fixing it yourself The class action I'm thinking of might be about their vanilla flavored ice cream. Yeah, who knows? So, never mind. Scratch that. Uh, Christopher M says, Jeff, Jeff should get a dad hat, implying that I don't already own many, many dad hats. Which one would you like to see? I've got the full brims. I've got the flat caps. I've got, I've got a lot of hats. I like hats. Hats are just a dad thing in general. Yeah. So. Yep. Oh, uh, where are we at now? Rivian. Rivia. Rivian. Or Rivian. I don't think I typed the whole thing. Rivian. Rivian, the truck. The truck company. Uh, I remember seeing 
the advertisements yeah. for Rivian come out. Uh, 2018, I want to say. 18. Um, and basically, they were trying to be tested to the punch of creating an electric truck. And a fairly versatile electric truck. Uh, 500-mile range, like 450 horsepower, four wheel, or all-time all all-wheel drive, like tons of great features, as well as being very well equipped um you know you can buy a barbecue to put in the side of your uh of your truck where the gas tank normally sits like there's a lot of cool features on this truck uh it was supposed to come with a base price of sixty-seven thousand five hundred dollars and beginning again i believe it was in 2018 for just a hundred dollars you could reserve a truck for yourself and when it was available you can apply for your financing and go buy your truck uh Lots of people did. I did not. I did not. Uh, but lots of people bought at that price point or bought the the larger truck uh, with the larger batteries and all-wheel drive and everything else for the 79 almost $80,000 price tag. Uh, which means after dealer fees and whatnot, you're looking, you know, 82000 for the high-end model. Uh and a lot of people have been waiting for these to come out. Uh, Rivian's also teased some other models. They've teased a car. They've teased an SUV. Uh, but thus far, they really haven't shipped their trucks. Well, Rivian, the other day, announced that they are now hiking the price of the entry-level uh, truck by $12,000. So if you had pre-ordered one, you're actually... If you want one, you're required to pay the additional $12,000. So instead of $67,500, your bill will now come to $79,500 plus destination fees. Uh, and this has caught many customers a bit off guard and a bit ticked off. Some of them, the likes of... Hold on, let me pull up the uh, Twitter link here. You might know him as uh, Mr. Jerry Rig Everything, but uh, Zach over at Jerry Rig, uh, price of his Rivian pre-order went up ten thousand um, dollars. His original price was ninety. Uh, Quinn also purchased a pre-order for a Rivian truck. Uh, his went from eighty-five thousand to one hundred three, so eighteen thousand dollar increase. And they're not the only ones. Like everyone who pre-ordered this truck is is getting hit with this news in, yesterday and today. Look, I know, I understand things being what they are right now with chip shortages and shipping delays among the entire infrastructure at every step of the way. Things are a little bit more expensive right now. Um, and I'm not saying that Rivian should either pack it up or just sell the trucks for a loss because they promised them for, for said price. Like when you're pre-ordering something as large and complex as a car, I get that logistical impacts may result in a higher ending price than you're anticipating. Um, I mean, I've, I've been following a number of different uh, independent car manufacturer projects for years. And, you know, it, it's always fun to see, you know, starting price of $7,000. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I, I think we're going to be more like 9,500. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that kind of thing happens. 12,000 is a bit to stomach, especially when you're considering 
that they start at 65. Like, yeah, that that's a pretty hefty increase. That's almost 20%. Well, and, you know, to be to be honest, I don't know much about the company Rivian. But when you can open a newspaper or scroll through your news feed in the morning and see that big companies and manufacturers and service providers are just kind of raising their prices mm-hmm. under the guise of quote unquote inflation, inflation and low supply and everything else. Uh, like Strangely enough, they've never used inflation as an excuse to increase wages. Right. <laughs> I mean, it should, you know, some right. pla- some places, what's crazy to me is like, you know, if you, if you work in the public sector, like often they give you a cost of living increase, but it rarely ever keeps up with actual inflation. Nope. You know what I mean? And then if you look at the inflation that we've suffered in just the last year alone, yeah. the cost of living is like two times less than it needs to be. Yep. It's like you, it's, it's garbage. So naturally we're all suspicious mm-hmm. of companies when they do this twelve thousand dollars really or are you just saying hey there's you know there's a global electronics shortage if, and... if you want it you're gonna have to pay for it now right right uh but 20 percent. how how in the world did you underestimate your own price by 20 percent? like I, yeah. I i don't even understand that yeah, I would say that maybe they didn't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's the case. But you know, if you are interested in buying one of these vehicles and you've already like prepaid, I would definitely be looking very closely at mm-hmm. their reasoning in the coming days and weeks. Yep. Um, I mean, profits for CEOs and, and, and the people at the top are at an all time high and wages are stagnant and a company trying to make a functional and competitive and uh, dare I say, maybe even luxury freaking electric vehicle. Um, they probably want in on the action. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They made their prices uh before inflation right. took over <laughs> i don't know we'll see we'll see how it plays out i'm suspicious of anyone and everyone for price hikes yes especially when they only go up like there's never anything yep. that goes like oh we managed to do this for three thousand dollars less than we thought per vehicle like here have a rebate yeah let's share the uh the savings with everyone mm-hmm no, why would they do that when they could? Hell, they're like, well, we got to pay the accountants for discovering this cost saving. So it's actually cost more for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're increasing the price. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Lethal Resonance says that rent increases are insane too. His complex has gone up to uh, by $300 this year. Yep. Yeah. That's something we talk about a lot on the show, but yep. it ain't cool. And unfortunately, that's kind of why I was forced to end up buying a house sooner rather than later. I, I feel like a boomer when I say this, but um, I I went to community college and paid my way 
while working 32 hours a week at Walmart and had my own apartment. But my rent on my apartment was $415. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right. That same apartment, that same apartment complex is $1,100 today. Yeah. 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 Me and my roommate split a two bedroom for 600 bucks. And uh, I think I saw an ad for it the other day, and it's like fourteen or fifteen hundred bucks. So it's like you know, right up there. It's crazy shit. Scrutinize your price increases, folks. Mm -hmm. We do have a couple uh, super chats before we get to the next story, as we're kind of uh, moving out of tech news here. Uh, He's already long gone, I'm sure, but Tech Geek once again, ten dollars. He says, "Got to run for work." So good night to you both. Jeff, perhaps this can go towards diagnosing and fixing the problem with your computer. Uh, the problem is it's a first-gen Threadripper. So, and, <laughs> and I've been wanting to get another platform in here. Um, I, I was running a 7920X for a long time. Uh, it was a delitted unit. And even with delitting and running a, a really beefy cooler on it, I wasn't happy with temps and performance was a bit eh. Uh, and I need an HD or high-end desktop uh, HDT for running all the capture cards that I do. Um, I've got two capture cards that require X8 slots. I've got my graphics card. I've got a 10 gig network card in here. It's like, that's four X8 or X16 PCI cards that I've got in here. Plus I have like three NVMe drives as well. I use all of that. Um, But yeah. Yep. Maybe um, one day. Maybe one day. Maybe I'll get, you know, a Threadripper, you know, fourth gen or something. There you go. A boy can dream. I can try. Uh, we do have a couple other super chats. Uh, after Tech Geek is, of course, uh, Big Big Spoon. I worked at McDonald's. The reason the machine never worked is because we did not want to clean it that day, especially when someone called in, uh, which is something I've heard a lot too. So mm-hmm. probably some validity to it. Right. Um, and then $5 from Harlan McClure. McClure. McClure? I'm sorry. I normally say your name right, but uh, these were some strong beers. Uh, <laughs> toppling Goliath's double dry hopped pseudo Sue. Heck yeah. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Yep. In fact, I just looked it up. Uh, my old apartment is going for 12, 1275. Damn. I paid 415 for that. Oh, and by the way, it was almost brand new. Like I was, I think, the second tenant in that particular unit. Uh, Yeah. Inflation ain't gone up three times. No. Nope. That's why we all got to take care of each other, and that's why the show is made possible, because of patrons like you all. Visit patreon.com slash craftcomputing. Yep, yep, yep. So um, we have wrapped up tech news for the night, and now we are winding down into the cold confines of a 
delicious, tasty beverage. That's right. It's time for beer news. And of course, we've been drinking beer and other things all night. But now it's time for the news, notable events, weather and sports. That's what news stands for uh, concerning beer. The first story of the night. Uh, Coors, Coors Light is ditching plastic rings, becoming the largest North American beer company to move toward sustainable packaging. Yeah. No more dead sea turtles for Coors. Yeah. I mean, look, all it take, all it took was decades of plastic manufacturing. Um, but here we are. Meet our new plastic-free six-pack. Yep. From Coors Light. I mean, they're always leading the way in innovative six-pack technology because you, of course, have the... Uh, the the blue rocky mountain situation tells you that it's cold i mean Ooh. nobody else has that well, jeff i have hands i can feel but can they tell you if your core's light is cold enough to drink uh yes because if actually if the rockies are blue that's when you ch- chugaloo huh? <laughs> i don't i don't think that's what they say yeah, well, maybe they ought to call us. Hmm? Maybe. I mean, you do have one good idea per day. <laughs> you telling me that if Coors Light came down to like, yo, craft computing, here's a boatload of money, advertise <sighs> us. I mean, when the mountains are blue, chugaloo I mean, that's... How do you know when it's cold enough to drink a Coors Light? Uh, the heat death of the universe? That'd be a first clue. <laughs> How dare you? Everybody <laughs> acts like they're too good for cheap beer. It's not that I'm too good for cheap beer. It's that I'd rather drink cheap soda at that point. <laughs> like, hey, you want a beer? Yeah, what do you got? Oh, I got Coors Light, Miller, and Heineken. Uh, do you have like a Shasta root beer? Like, that, that'd be terrific. <laughs> it's not that I, I have anything Shasta. against people who drink cheap beer. It's just I myself don't like it. Your your diplomacy and naming cheap beers, by the way, is duly noted. Yeah. Like you I could have gone expert... for the <laughs> I could have gone below yeah. the belt. I chose not to. Yeah, you were trying to keep the show moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't need to go uh, from Morrowind into Rainier. Like we don't need well, to Well, not tonight anyway, yeah. but maybe another time. Uh guys, chime off if you aren't good enough. For cheap beer or wait if you're not too good you know what i mean if you're not too good for cheap beer if you're not too good for cheap beer you chime off and chat let's hear it for cheap beer everybody and this coming from the guy who's drinking two delicious and delectable craft beers in one night mm-hmm. one a delightful and dark thick uh stout and the other a sweet double ipa Brett, i can tell it's been a while since you've had two craft beers in a single sitting yeah, it has been. I mean, I was just telling you the other day how I'm like, you know what I ought to do? Only drink on the weekends because, boy, howdy, I'm tired all the time. Um, and here we are. It's Wednesday. It's not a weekend. You know what's funny is uh, cheap beer seems to be losing at the moment. Uh, no. Yes. No. Best beer, free beer. Natty Ice is good. Michelob Ultra. Steel Reserve. I mean, I mean there, there's some of that, but there's uh, uh, Life is Too Short to Drink Cheap Beer. Uh, I'd Rather Have Water. 
if I make it a uh, Michelada, Steel Reserve, eh. uh, I'm doing cheap liquor. And yeah, I'd rather go cheap liquor than, than cheap beer. I do both, you know? Yep. It is what it is. Rhett is slurring. Yep. <laughs> no doubt. It's not that bad yet. Not yet, no. <laughs> In Australia, there's no th such thing as cheap beer, just expensive and even more expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Australia. See, here's the thing. People keep saying cheap beer is lightly flavored water. Might as well get a good soda. The thing is, is like soda, soda is going to be sweet. It's just two different drinks. You can't even compare. That is true. You know what I mean? I mean, for soda, I, I really have two choices. It's either a Dr. Pepper or like a Sprite. Like mm. those are my two. Uh, I'll, I'll do like a cola, that. but I have the cola on hand. Usually so it's a mixer. So I can, you know, Cuba Libres or Long Islands or whatever it may be. Uh, cola is usually the mixer, but if I'm grabbing a soda, it's usually a Dr. Pepper. Well, you know, goddamn, Jeff, you got to get those twenty-three Dr. flavors. Pepper, Dr. Pepper is the king of soda, That's my friends. Dang right, dang right. It is so goddamn good. Yeah. Name a meal that isn't brought to life with a cold Dr. Pepper beside it. Yeah. I mean, look, you want a working man's lunch? A nice cold cut sandwich and some potato chips. By golly, throw some ice in a glass and crack a cold Dr. Pepper. You want uh, you want something a little bit more robust? I don't know. Maybe you've boiled some water. You got some pasta in there, some tomato sauce. What are God you even damn it? talking about right now? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get to pasta and tomato sauce? Uh, I'm just really meals that confused. Are enhanced by, meals that are enhanced by Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Okay. I said cold cut sandwiches with I, potato I, chips. I heard, and then I I heard that. Well, okay. I was just getting a little into my storytelling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your reason I pulled you over is you were weaving a bit back there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I took a detour at boiling pasta. <laughs> tomato sauce but i would have got to my point if you didn't interrupt me officer i swear i've done this a million times i would have gotten where i was going <laughs> oh. oh oh my god colin says dr pepper's overrated i would like to know what pop you'd prefer my man because it is overrated but for a very good reason the thing is i usually don't drink soda with food um i prefer not syrupy sweet things with food um you know if i'm gonna drink drink like i'll i'll have a craft beer that pairs with it you know an ipa and seafood or a stout and burgers or you know things like that um most of the time it's like sparkling water or tea or uh you know heck even gatorade or cranberry juice or lots of things like that like i don't go super sweet when I'm eating. If I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper, it's because I felt like having a Dr. Pepper and that's the only thing in front of me. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you get through a, a good build, you know? Yeah. Uh, down that Dr. Pepper, keep it clean. <laughs> we do have some other news to get to. Uh, I'm going to jump past the next two beer stories because we've only got 15 minutes left. Um... 
let's start with let's start with the last one first the very last one oh sure let's start with epic let's start with Bandcamp. oh here we go so uh everybody that uh, watches the show knows that i'm a huge advocate for the uh, music surface uh service band camp which you, which you can go on to and and buy um entire albums from some of your favorite artists uh they uh, are notable for delivering lossless audio files so you can get your flax um, and what's great is that it's really a great platform for indie artists um, because they can keep like generally up to like 85 ish percent of uh, all purchases and bandcamp takes a little bit for their operating costs and and things like this and and I have really advocated it for it uh, especially, since COVID really hit because they instituted what they called Bandcamp Friday, where they waived their share of the profit from a sale and gave everything that they could to the artists. And so it was really great. The first Friday of every month, you could jump online and you could spend a hundred bucks and like more than 90% of that was going to make it to the artists, which was like a really cool way of sort of sharing the wealth and buying new albums and and Bandcamp is great because it's really like to me it has successfully captured the essence of going to a record store and buying an album and your friends can see what you're buying and doing all this sort of stuff there's a few of us on uh here in the craft computing uh community that use it and uh, i applaud you all and however some bad news at least in my opinion Today it was announced that Epic Games just bought Bandcamp. And we really don't know why. Um, and really, that's about all we know. I'm sure it has something to do with Epic's battle with Apple. Because there... You know, I hadn't a, even considered that aspect. Yeah, well, because Apple has their music platform right and and of course they were really duking it out over like open you know sort of open ecosystems and things like this and and i think one of the things that they said during the purchase was that uh that the yeah the purchase of Bandcamp was part of its broader vision for a quote-unquote fair and open platform which it considers to quote-unquote critical to the future of the creator economy yeah, they're all for free um, and open so long as they paid for exclusivity rights and you're okay with staying on their platform indefinitely. Like, nothing more fair and right. open about the, than that. Right. Um, I really don't know what it means. And if I was really prepared, I would have kept up a couple Twitter threads of people who outlined That's an IPA, interesting... Brett. Look how what? red that is. Oh, I can't see anything that you're doing. Sorry, you're just a gray screen. What? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're on YouTube, oh, so that's God. good enough. You should have told me that. Well, I just thought it was the cost of doing business. There. <laughs> oh, damn, that's red right there. <laughs> Here, I thought you've been looking at me the whole time. You never said no. anything. Well, I'm a professional. <laughs> I mean, bravo. <laughs> bravo. 
yo i'm a podcaster so i got voice in my ears i'm all there i don't need your face you know <laughs> what's funny uh, is i even turned my camera off for a second there to to go get the beer out of the fridge and and just put you on full screen and went okay cool he's he's got this for a minute i'm all on board i have no idea i've just kind of assumed that you're doing your thing and <laughs> i'm yeah. trusting that i wouldn't got have gotten up and left if i knew you couldn't see me <laughs> oh that's oh, funny that's that's hilarious. Uh, that beer looks delicious. Anyway, second beer of the night, uh, oh. Trinity IPA. Rhett knows all about this one. This is also from friend of the channel, John Jay. This is from Providence, Rhode Island. It is what, seven six, seven eight, seven point eight percent. And uh, oh man, is that a deep, deep amber color for an IPA? He says he says it's a copper IPA. Copper IPA. Oof. It looks like it. Definitely. Should I yeah, should I sure. taste pennies? Ooh. No, but you should be seeing dollar bill signs, son. I don't know why I said that. Please don't fire me. Ooh. That is like... Yeah, I liked it. That's like... That's a good one. Barley chewable on the back end. Wow. <laughs> that's that's unique. That's a unique IPA, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, it's just got a different flavor profile entirely. I like it. For sure. Um, so yeah, as far as the Epic thing goes, I'm a little disappointed because as we've talked about probably on the show and is even, I don't know, relative to some, some inner workings of craft computing, uh, oftentimes when companies that we have come to rely on and respect become acquired by multi-billion dollar companies, um, they typically move away from the practices of which we've come to sort of rely on and respect and depend on. Yep. Um, and it's not like this isn't a universal, you know, hard and fast thing. I'm saying this is just, it's just kind of something that I feel like we all notice. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't necessarily have big problems with Epic. And in fact, you know, I do admire them. They've managed to keep like the unreal engine free in a lot of ways yeah. and and even like even even in ways that i think make it a worthy competitor to unity and all these sorts of things like unity made some business practices that i think lost them some users but um i don't know this this uh is yet to be seen like i said the last two years i i'm i've i'm on Bandcamp every friday and i'm going to be on Bandcamp this friday which is march 2020's Bandcamp friday where artists get a majority of my purchase. Um, and I think I'll probably stick with the platform. I sell music on the platform. My band Monster Addict is on there. Um, and I don't know what it means for us. It's not like we make a killing from there, but there are a lot of artists. And in fact, uh, there is an artist uh, quoted in this article, uh, Mel Stone. I don't know them. Um, but they seem to be a uh, successful indie artist. And they say, honestly, this sucks. Half the money I make off music comes from Bandcamp. And even if things are fine for the next few months, this can only go in worse directions. Patreon plus Bandcamp plus touring offer pretty much the only viable path to solvency as an independent musician. Mm -hmm. And even if one of those gets seriously fucked, the whole thing crumbles. And I can say that because it's in a quotation. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it was a direct quote, so I didn't bleep it. <laughs> um, 
so I, I kind of feel the same way. And especially when you see so many artists coming off of the Spotify bandwagon to go all in with a platform like Bandcamp, it just feels like really bad timing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So one thing I will say is that a lot of artists still depend on this platform in the meantime. So don't stop spending your money there right. if you do. Right. Um, don't think that just because Epic Bottom, all of a sudden Epic's making all the money and the artists aren't until right. you hear otherwise. And if you hear otherwise, then it's hard for me to say vote with your dollar because yeah, even if they change their policies, the artists are still getting paid. They may not be getting paid as much, but is there, I mean, they're getting paid more than Spotify. I can tell you that much, Yeah, uh, regardless of what happens. But yeah, uh, when these kind of takeovers happen, they do affect companies and organizations and individuals and, and individual creators, uh, whether it's a musician, whether it's a content creator like myself. Um, you know, Patreon is a huge bit of my income. Uh, in, yeah. in most months, it's actually approaching number one. Uh, it beats out YouTube AdSense. It beats out Amazon affiliate links. It beats out, uh, a a lot of the ads that I run, uh, like Patreon is literally the reason that I can keep my lights on and, you know, pay rent to edit videos and start bringing more content to you guys. Like we did eight videos last month. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, we did. We are back, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, so but we as artists and we as creators, we are always cognizant and aware of what's happening on the platforms because we do rely on them so much. Now, as much as I try to be multifaceted and put my eggs in multiple baskets, whether it's ad integrations or whether it's Patreon or YouTube AdSense or getting onto Floatplane or any other number of those outlets, the fact of the matter is if YouTube goes away, uh, there's nothing that I can do. Uh, so, yeah, if if Bandcamp were to go away and the only thing left were Spotify and Patreon, uh, yeah, artists are going to suffer. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I kind of say, you know, leave it to the artists that you're supporting to sort of direct you to what best serves them. And if they... I mean, in the meantime, it's definitely going to still be band camp and things like that. So, you know, don't necessarily pull your support just yet, but kind of keep your finger on the pulse, watch for their, their lead. And if they say, well, you know, the best way to support me is by sending postage to my PO box and I'll send you an album, then that's going to be, you know, what best supports them. And then maybe you can drop band camp or whatever you want to do, but, um, or if they suggest some other streaming platform or something like that. But in the meantime, a lot of them have forsaken Spotify for band camp and it's like if you're enjoying what these people are putting down like we gotta we gotta kind of hold hold the hold the fort a little bit so but who knows it might not be a bad thing i'm not necessarily holding out for that but time will tell wait you're paying ret yeah (laughs) bear ain't come free baby Uh, there's a reason he's drinking like better tonight than any other night. <laughs> Ain't no Rainier yep. on this shoot. Yeah, Jeff Jeff promised me any month that we hit our quota, I get delicious craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> I got numbers to hit, man. Right. Can I say? 
I'm there for it. All right. You know what I'm there Fun for? Yes, yes. I think I do now. I'm back, baby. Yeah. And that's the re-roll. That should be Bender's new slogan. <laughs> and that's the re-roll. <laughs> uh, yes, John DiMaggio, a.k.a. Bender, is back, baby. Uh, finally, the entire Futurama cast is signed and will be on the newest rendition of the show when it airs in 2023. Uh, John DiMaggio was the lone uh, holdout uh, from the original voice cast of Billy West, uh, Katie, gosh, I can never remember Katie's last name. Uh, Kate, Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal. Tress McNeil, Maurice LaMarche. Uh, he was the only standout, and it was a dispute over, over pay. And uh, Good for him. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. Know your worth. And this applies to Kia Pia as much as it applies to John DiMaggio. Know your worth. Kia Pia knew her worth earlier today or earlier this week. And you know, had the had the gall to to stand up for herself and tell the company, no, this isn't right. And then when they tried to make it right, she goes, No, you made it wrong in the first place. I'm not gonna take your free PC. And good for her. John DiMaggio went, you know what? I'm the voice of Bender. W- without Futurama, there or without Bender, there is no Futurama. You know what you need. And I'm only going to supply it for this much good for him and yeah i i will always advocate for artists sticking it out for more money i know there were so many comments out there about like well everyone else just took the money yeah and everyone else is in their own situation john dimaggio may be in a situation where he goes you know what i think i'm worth more than that right now maybe yeah. maybe he got a different offer maybe he got some you know maybe there were things in his contract he didn't like maybe you know these things get very very complicated it's not always dollars and cents dollars and cents are a big yeah. part of it but you know know your worth what's amazing is on the link that we we're just looking at you can go and read the comments and a lot of people are supportive but then there's a few like sad this little tantrum worked mm-hmm. i hope the other stars will be paid in kind and it's like number one yes i hope they are paid in kind number two this isn't a tantrum this is a service he's providing for a wage correct um Workers hold all the power. Don't forget it. Another guy says, once again, not a single higher principal was involved here, and it had only to do with greed. Um, um yo, yeah, it's Ben. Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, he goes on to he goes on to cite all of the uh, actors' uh, net worth. Who uh, cares? It. <laughs> This allows us to see why no member of Hollywood is qualified to lecture the rest of our nation about pay equality. Let me repeat this so that even you unicorn-eyed liberals can understand it. <laughs> Where in the world are you reading this from? Are you just pulling oh pulling Dude, comments from down below? Go yeah, go to the link that you were just on yeah. for Oh, I see, and, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's some gold down there. Yeah. Because I knew I knew that the moment Oh god, it's a disgust a- board. Oh god. Yeah. Uh I feel dirty now. Yeah. I, I need a shower. Only dorks comment on entertainment uh ew.com disgust boards. Yeah. Uh 
but yeah, I say know your worth to everyone for everything. Um, he made this entire thing a publicity stunt using the internet. That's a tantrum. I stopped <laughs> doing PC work for my family because I was being treated like crap. Yeah. True story. Naturally, man. Like, I, I a, don't do a, that work anymore because I would go over for Thanksgiving and I would spend Thanksgiving answering tech questions and and not enjoying Thanksgiving with my family. And and it's like, I don't expect, you know, you on your day off to lay down a new floor for me while I go sit down and watch football. And that's what you do for a living. I want to come home and I want to enjoy myself. I'm not. Hell yeah. You want to pay me? That's a different conversation, but I ain't working on a holiday. Like, no. <laughs> you know, know your worth. Well, it's amazing how much a little bit of financial incentive really clears up the calendar. You know what I right? mean? It's like, oh, okay. Well, suddenly <laughs> I'm motivated. Let's let's go. Um, probably probably eighty percent of the people in my chat knows exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to going to a family get together and not being able to enjoy it because you happen to be a computer tech. Dude, you don't have to sure. answer them. Hey, you know what? Today's my day off. Uh, if, if you have any questions, maybe we could schedule time. I can come over. You know, my rates are $50 an hour. Like, I'd be happy to help. But, you know, and, and <laughs> it's it's this weird thing. It's this weird dichotomy with people in the IT uh, industry that people think that they just do this thing as a hobby and they'd be more right. than happy to help you. Uh uh, my father-in-law told me a story and I'll never forget it. And I'll, I think we'll end the show with this. Um, my father-in-law was or is a painter. Uh, and I'm not going to disclose where he works, but uh, he he's a painter. Uh, not houses, not cars, but something. He's a painter. Um, and he had taken a second job at a pizza place. And the manager of the pizza place said, I want you to come in on Saturday. And on Saturday, you're not going to be delivering pizzas. We're going to be painting the building and I need you to paint the building. And he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. He goes, well, why not? He goes, because I'm a professional painter. I, I paint for a living. This is a second job. This is just, you know, yeah. subsidy income for me. If I was going to paint on Saturday, do you know how much money I would charge? I'm not, I'm not painting your building you can find someone else to paint your building or you can pay yeah. me what I make at my other job painting. Yeah. But I'm not going to paint your building. And uh, his boss said, you know what? Fair enough. And that's an example of he knew what he was worth. I'm worth more than the $5 an hour you're wanting to pay me that normally I'm delivering pizzas, but instead you're now asking me to do my trained profession for the same wage. Nope. Not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, take that. If there's one thing you take from this show, it's that don't screw over your giveaway, people. And know. <laughs> and you know what? Value. He only had like four subscribers, and good for him. <laughs> <laughs> know your value, folks. Y'all are worth a lot more money. We're letting the top one percenters siphon away our wealth, mm -hmm. our futures. If you paint. Don't let your second job force you to paint on a Saturday. No, sir. Right. Yeah. Um, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is now an electrician. And uh, 
you know, before it was, I could ask him a couple of questions, you know, he's an apprentice or whatever else. And, and, you know, like, Hey, I'm wanting to extend this light socket. Do you think it's a good idea? Yeah, that's probably fine. Um, we're looking at doing some, uh, some studio renovations and a lot of that's going to be electrical. And I told him, I would like your opinion on some of this and you let me know what you want money-wise. Like I want you to do it, but I'm going to pay you and I'm going to pay you well, because I hate, I hated getting roped into those things when I was in that situation and I'm not going to do that to anyone else. So, yeah. And neither should you. Jeff, I think he appears here. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like what? I, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kia. What up? <laughs> what up? We were talking about you all, all, all evening. Know your value. <laughs> know your worth. Know your worth. Yeah, uh, good to see you. Uh, you'll want to check in to about the 30-minute mark when this uh, goes live because, uh, yeah, we, we talked a lot about it. And by the way, good for you for knowing your worth. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well done. Well done. Yo, Skull's saying that this might not be the real one. However, I think I looked it up and they've got three and a half thousand. How do you know, though? Look up the name, Skull. No, 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 no. Here, I'll send it to Skull. It, it was only one A. Yeah, I know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe not. Whatever. See, nope. Skull like freaking muted her. He's like saying, "Oh nope. shit, my bad." <laughs> nope. That's no. That's that's her. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's totally her. My mod just muted you. <laughs> so. Sorry, Kia. That that's his bad. Um, so, oh, see, big big spoon says she is. I sent her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What up, Kia well, Pia? Uh, yeah, welcome to the stream. Happy to so have the uh, this week's local or this week's celebrity joining the show tonight. For sure, I uh, I searched <laughs> I, I searched for YouTube uh, for Kia Pia right as I saw that first comment. And I yeah. was like, well, it's the same picture. So it looks like this. Okay, we're good. Um, so anyway, <laughs> welcome. Thank you for humbling us with your presence. You have, uh, you, it, this was uh, a, a great conversation to talk about. So, yeah, uh, we appreciate you sticking your neck out on the internet, a place where oftentimes for a lot of people, it doesn't go nearly as well for them as it did for you. Right. And, um, and I'll, I'll just put it out there. I know you've had everyone reaching out to you, uh, left and right, you know, content creators and companies, et cetera. If you need anything at all, my DMs are always open as well. So more than happy to help. Um, I said earlier in the show, everyone starts somewhere. Uh, five years ago, I did not have a YouTube channel at all. And today I do it full time and I've got an employee here. So uh, it can happen and uh, good luck with it. I hope everything works out for you. Hell yeah. And uh, anybody who is watching this currently, all 134 of you, make sure you hop on over to Kiyopia's, uh well, Twitter account and also Twitch account mm -hmm. where uh, they have about 19,000 uh, followers on Twitch now. So uh, go ahead and be the next one. Get it to 20. Um, there you go. That's that's my yeah, my radio voice. Yeah. 
She has more Twitter followers than me now, which I'm kind of pissed off about, but you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Everybody has more Twitter followers than me, and I've been on this hell website for like a decade now. So, <laughs> Anyway, thank you all for watching Talking Heads here on Craft Computing every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing. Follow Rhett at Rhett is Awesome or at Game Devs Quest or potentially at Craft Computing if I ever give him access to the social media accounts. Probably won't. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything you'd like to plug? Anything you're working on besides Craft Computing, Rhett? No, no. Well, you know what? Go check out my Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're called In at the End. I N N at the End, and uh, we're having a lot of fun over there. In at the the In at the End dot com, and you can always find me on Twitter at Red is Awesome. There you go. Uh, make sure to like this video. Subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Hit that thumbs up button. I already said that. Cool. Uh, join the Patreon, get access to the exclusive Discord server, hang out with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and take part in the awesome community that hangs out over there. And uh, as always, we will see you next week.